All right, Leftovers at Midnight, episode 26, with our guest DJ from Movie Pop. And then we have Tommy and Alex, of course. How is everyone? Yeah, of course. Of course. Feeling feisty, <laughs> feeling well. feisty, my friends. Stay awesome. thirsty. Stay thirsty. That's, the if I may correct you, though, however, I, I, I was pretty adamant in the pre show that you um, refer to me by my most humble and royal name, uh, the great one and only. Sir Jamel Jerome Washington Senior Esquire the Third, um, but I will accept uh, the truncated version. You didn't pay we us did enough for that. So. Talk about this. Like that was. I want to be very clear that that right there was not a bit. Like we did talk about this. Mm, the dollar absolutely. amount was not high enough mm-hmm. for me to do that. I'm sorry. You need more zeros in that check <laughs> next time if you want to pay to come on this podcast. You understand me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just permanently high, man. I, I grew up in California, so oh, you know. there you go. And yeah, man. Y'all, y'all ever like, y'all ever just marvel at seeing Karen in the wild? I like DC uh, more. Well, like, and I'm um, I'm trying to I'm trying to popularize uh, Karen as a plural for multiple people named Karen. Like it's like moose, you know. Moose. But <laughs> today, I. <laughs> I was leaving work and it was raining outside and this woman runs through the rain up to the awning and says to another woman, she goes, it's wet. And the other lady goes, oh my God, I know. It's just been like this outside. Uh, Like Karen wants to talk to the sky's manager, but like, just imagine having that just no depth to either. It's either your personality or like the relationship with the person you're talking to where like you are commenting not only on the small talk of the weather, but just the audacity of it. And the audacity um, of it. Every summer in Florida, it rains. Yeah. We made it a long time this year without (laughs) having a whole lot of rain. You know, yeah, we so got yeah. to June before it started pouring oh, no. at all. You know, <laughs> good and, uh, God! If, if if small talk was not banal enough, the fact it's like even more exemplified by the fact that she has to critique that she cannot bend the fabric of reality to her will and complain about it. Uh, it's wet. Oh, Did she have the haircut? <laughs> no shit. Right? Oh. Did, the uh, Did she have the haircut? Sad thing is that. What? <laughs> Did she have the haircut? Did she have the haircut? This is a must um, know. I didn't. I didn't see her in time to be able to check because I walked past right as she was running in, and I heard this conversation happen behind me. It would have been so, funny as fuck if she fell on her face. Oh my god! I did see somebody with a haircut today, though. I totally did for sure. I mean, it's oh, it's yeah. like it, it, working retail. Like you see it. It's it's all over. Anyway, Alex, I'm it for interrupting you. You can you can have the floor for only ten seconds. Oh yeah, you're good. Uh, the sad you. thing is, since we're gonna be talking about movies, uh, movie tropes, that conversation oh. does pass the Bechdel test. Unfortunately, it totally does. I mean, we can give it that. We can, we can give, it, give that. it that. I don't know what that means. Um, well, uh, DJ, you're familiar with the Bechdel test, yet? Yeah, you know what? I just politely nodded and smiled like I knew what you're talking about, but no, I don't know what the hell is that. So I know what uh, the... what the Wilhelm scream is. Oh yeah, of I course. mean that's a, that's a sta- yeah that's a staple. 
<laughs> the the Bechdel test, I believe, and there may be more stipulations to it, but I believe that a movie passes the Bechdel test if it has at least one scene where two uh, women speak to one another uh, and have a conversation that does not uh, that is not about a man. Yep. That is the Bechdel test. Just because, oh. like, like there are a lot of movies that don't pass that test that would probably surprise you, where it's like, wow, okay, the, this is a minority of movies that actually pass this test up until a certain point. <laughs> oh, like, as in, like, they don't speak about a man in a derogatory or negative Oh, no, 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 nope. that they don't speak about a man at all. Like, oh, they are just yeah. having a conversation as two women would in real life and not oh. in the fantasy realm of, of a movie. <laughs> Where supposedly all women ever talk about are men, you know? Ah, and they were. Oh, nice. I, I imagine that's a small percentage of movies then. I I believe it's gotten better over the year. Ever since the Bechdel test became a thing, it has mm. gotten better. Hmm. Hmm. But um, yeah. So Alex is right. That conversation was between two women, not involving a man, and not about a man, and it definitely passes the test. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I so guess DJ, so. Tell, us, tell us about your about your channel, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's 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 get it started here. So uh, yeah, you see right behind moi, this is uh, my channel. It is called Movie Pop. I think it's self-explanatory. I love movies and I love uh, popcorn, so why not Movie Pop? Um, uh, I I think we've been on, I've been on YouTube for about pressing two years now. Uh, I initially started doing just um new release reviews um graduated towards uh, trailer reaction videos because that's like the hot thing and what really pissed me off about that actually was like, it was like the most low effort uh amount of like production uh but garnered like the most amount of views and i honestly personally oh, yeah. think i personally think the whole trailer reaction thing is like stupid a waste of time but um yeah you know i went for that for a bit but i just i can't maintain it just it's yeah. You gotta admit though that doing a trailer reaction for a movie that's upcoming is a really good way to, as a content creator, to pull content from the same thing more than once. It's a, it's a freaking goldmine. I yeah, definitely. You know, like that. you put a re, you put a review about a movie out. You watch the whole movie and you told people exactly what you thought about it. When you react to the trailer. You now have that trailer and whatever other trailer and the teaser and, you right. know, like the merch drop or whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm still I'm still flabbergasted by the fact that, you know, I put a considerable amount of time in my reviews uh, in terms of like the production quality. Actually, it's all scripted, uh, you know, not like word for word. Um, and, and then, all, of course, the whole back end of YouTube, like, you know, trying to make sure it's all relevant tags, so on and so forth. And that like fares less in terms of viewership against something that I literally just hit record and watch and like have no prep time for whatsoever and just speak ad libly, and uh, yeah, so yeah. But um, anyhow, um, uh, I, I I graduated from that and started uh, what I call like a weekly news wrap up. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's a live stream uh, news, I guess you could call it like um service it's called weekly weekender and uh, i've spent about an hour talking about the 10 biggest topics in hollywood and that's been really fun because it's it's been great for audience like you know engagement and um i think for people who like uh, maybe like really like movies but don't have time to like follow it three or four hours a day like myself i can kind of give them the summarized version of that so um 
I've also forayed into, uh, I guess you can call it quasi-legal activity in terms of rebroadcasting uh, the awards ceremonies. So the Golden Globes, the Oscars, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, I've gotten hit is, and smacked with a hammer. Um, you know, I think under fair use, I should be okay. But, but yeah, it's for kind the of sake like... of a review or for um, for critique, I'm, I I believe that technically should be fair use. At least, yeah, but... especially so. if you provide commentary while yeah, watching it. Exactly, and I've done it in many variations, uh, whether or not like it was like legit, just a show like being streamed right into you know a smaller box near my lower third or playing behind me. Um, I think the sweet spot I discovered most recently was to have it playing on a TV behind me, uh, very low resolution like. And um yeah but uh yeah that's pop in a nutshell right awesome. on man yeah some good stuff good yeah. stuff it's good it's good it's good to have you on man <laughs> i don't watch too many movies i know uh alex and tommy do good. i have a very yeah. like we were actually talking about this i don't know if it was last episode or just in general that i don't watch too many movies so i was like you know what let's fucking bring on someone <clears throat> who is excellent with movies and i was like oh i know a guy Let, let, let's oh. use him <laughs> so yeah perfect candidate <laughs> yeah he can be the token black guy and really add some you know diversity cred to this three white man panel so exactly. i think it's all around just wonderful well yeah i mean like realistically who who really wants to watch three white dudes talk about nothing me oh, 20 people not not me <laughs> i'm not i'm not show, even man. our target it's demographic it's so hard watching fox man that's that's all it is man sean hannity that that's one handsome handsome dude <laughs> shit give me some hannity some uh what's that guy's name colombo mustache yeah. guy yeah i think you that's know. his name <laughs> give me a little rush limbaugh no, you know just a little uh oh, <laughs> do this america baby <laughs> My dad used to listen to his radio station on, in like car rides oh. and stuff. Jeez, did your did the speakers <laughs> of the car like over time like progressively like start to melt? Yeah, that's <laughs> why <laughs> so I got a new truck. Just, no, <laughs> the, the sheer vitriol of that hate speech emanating from those speakers. At least he's not um, listening to like some kind of crazy like off-brand like conspiracy theory bullshit. That's all I'm glad about. <laughs> This is true. Yeah, yeah, I hope really. your dad doesn't think he can catch the vaccine. No, he also doesn't think the water, the frog, <laughs> the water's turning frogs gay or so, whatever Alex Jones said. Whatever that like Not outlandish that. comment he made was that was just so like tinfoil hat hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and now what we're seeing is like the person who is very rapidly taking Alex Jones's place is Tucker Carlson. Oh, wow! Yeah. Like just some of the crazy stuff that he says to. Ooh, man, you guys are triggering me. This is really kind of going to blow your mind, isn't it? There. So, because like I'm, I'm, dude, I'm a bona fide liberal, uh, born and raised in California. I mean, I was there. You guys remember Occupy Wall Street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, dude, yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. I could show you pictures like of me, like Kanye West, like Russell Simmons, like all kinds of crazy celebrities there. Because I was at Ground Zero, Zuccotti Park, like, camped out, like, fighting the man, fighting the power, down with capitalism, up with smoking stope, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know if it's because I've matured or I feel like, you know, having left, like, the echo chamber of California, which is ultra-liberal, and spending some time in Florida, 
I feel like my perspectives have become a bit more nuanced and I definitely do give it a lot more credibility to those on the opposite side of the spectrum, let's say. So, Oh um, yeah. I, I fully understand that. Yeah. And dude, you know what? Tucker Carlson, honestly, he used to be big douche, big douche. I uh, remember that John Stewart, um, debate him and him had on cross talk with crossfire or uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to fuck your face, whatever yeah. he was calling it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like grade eight. Like Tucker Carlson, concentrate ignorant idiot. But honestly, I I've seen him matured into a lot of perspectives uh, that I actually do agree with uh, more than I thought I would. It's just interesting. Well, and, and in regards to an echo chamber, the only things that I have ever seen regarding Tucker Carlson are the completely ridiculous things and that of he course, has said yeah. and done. Yeah, you know, like the one that's the one that's. Uh, floating around right now that everybody's freaking out about is he said something about basically um, and uh, you know at this point it doesn't matter now that the vaccines rolled out and, and mask mandates are getting list- lifted all over the place but like he said that if you see someone with their uh, making their child wear a mask that you should call the police for a child and report them for child abuse uh, okay and that's that is a <sighs> clip of him saying that and i don't know <laughs> what the context even was but it was just ridiculous you know my niece has had to wear a mask since before covid and everything because she has very low white blood cell count and if mm-hmm. you have like the common cold she can die from it like it's bad mm-hmm. she is very like immunocompromised so like she's always had that mask thing on so she's always had one out in public if someone called the cops on my sister or my future brother-in-law for that, one of them would be in jail and it wouldn't be for a mask. Um, <laughs> they, they honestly had probably beat the living shit out of whoever called the police. Like my sister, doesn't, she doesn't fuck around. She, she will get ratchet like real quick. She's got that like, uh, so my mom's Cuban and she's from my mother. Cause oh. yeah. So she'll just fall out like, bah, 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 like fucking fingers in the air, fists all over the, like she does not play. And then my brother-in-law, very big and scary dude, but he's super nice. He just, he has that, like he's built, but he's also, uh, on the bigger side. He's a beefcake. Yeah. But all he does is oh, like. Yeah rip trees out of the ground for like his like tree trimming service and lawn care. But he does a lot of it. Like I saw him pull like a tree trunk out of the ground one time and lift it up. And I was like, what are you fucking doing? Like those like four or 500 pound tree trunks. Like you're scary, bro. Yeah. Fuck, fuck CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm just going to lift a tree trunk out of the ground. Man. Meanwhile, I'm over there using y'all a chain ever... to pull it out. Have y'all yeah. had a point? at any point and i'm sure everybody has but have you guys ever like thought about your own physical health in like a like a that disappointing way like you spoke to your doctor and they told you something that was just like <sighs> i had that happen to me today oh, no. <laughs> like i got my what first I got my first bit of like adulthood bad health news today uh i found out that my liver enzymes are high like really high apparently and um, I, I'm, I'm medicated for ADHD. I take Adderall, and Adderall Ooh. can kind of fuck with your liver. And so they, they ran some blood tests to um, kind of determine where I'm at right now. And they were like, yeah, you need to, like, stop drinking alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> and, st- and I don't drink that much. Like, I, I drink occasionally. Uh, I smoke a lot more than I drink. But... Yeah. Um, 
like they're like you need to avoid alcohol for the for the next couple of months and you need to avoid anything that has like you know added sugar uh candy uh mm. anything with a lot of salt you have to avoid like white bread and pasta and rice and like, just like all these things that that are like you know risk factors for like fatty liver disease and i was like oh fuck i'm 24 yeah. <laughs> like you, you know what's funny is he listed a whole laundry list of everything except for the pharmaceutical grade methamphetamine that you take on a daily basis. That might well, be that's it. the idea. That's the idea. Is like I can avoid those things so that I can continue to function like a normal human being. <laughs> Understood, right? <laughs> Man, uh, not nah, that yeah. I not that I'm under any delusion that taking Adderall is good for my uh, my my organs. Um, but uh, at the very least my brain, my brain can, can function properly. And yeah, I, yeah. It, it's kind of like the kick in the ass that I've needed to be like, okay, go back to the gym. I have had a gym membership yeah. for years now that I've been paying for. Then the only time I've used it in the last two years mm. is to shower. I, I, like, I, I went, our water went out earlier this month and I went to the gym to shower a couple of for a couple of days when we didn't have water. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I can relate to you, bro. Actually, believe it or not, I am, uh, I have ADHD and so does my wife and uh, it's actually quite strong on her, on the, her side of her family. Um, so yeah, and I, and I work in pharmacy, clinical pharmacy. I've done so for 15 years <clears throat> and I'm quite familiar with the, the full range of uh, these wonderful pharmaceuticals that we have, uh, Adderall, uh, Vyvanse, uh, oh, Benzenvetamine, Dextroamphetamine, Mixenvetamine salts, uh, Methamphetamine, which is actually, uh, you can get in the pharmacy. I didn't know that. That's mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe it's, what is it, a uh, brand name, uh, Disoxin? Disoxin, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. low grade or low dose <laughs> methamphetamine methamphetamine yeah. hydrochloride yeah but uh yeah, we, yeah we for like, we, that's for when like you really gotta get the beans out of your teeth yeah <laughs> we just get to get rid of all them teeth just mm -hmm. pop yep. that poison yeah <laughs> i think it's like if i remember correctly it's like half a milligram mm -hmm. is the dosage then imagine how potent this half a milligram is considering it's like pharmaceutical grade there is no fillers and it wasn't oh, yeah. made by and I like I like I looked into it when I first started taking Adderall because from what I understand, Adderall is a type of medication that generally a doctor should prescribe like last. Yes, but 100%. they just throw it at you because it's easy. Yep. But yeah. um, I started really looking into it because I was you know kind of struggling with myself over you know am I really myself when I'm on my medication or am I really myself when I'm not on my medication? Am I cheating yeah. my way through life by taking this performance enhancing stimulant? And, right. um, you know, looking into what the difference between something like, uh, you know, uh, just amphetamine salts or dextroamphetamine and methamphetamine. And it's literally like one methyl group. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it is really, really close. But uh, from what I understand, and you might actually be able to answer this a yeah. little bit more than I could, but that one methyl group makes it extremely fat soluble, which, yes. which basically it, it like enters your system super duper fast and then mm -hmm. stays there way longer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why if you notice, you can kind of like, uh, dose the next day and it kind of just kind of re oops. What happened? There I am. There we are. You can, right here. You're here. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's precisely the reason because it is fat soluble. Like if you've ever noticed, like maybe you take a half a tablet the next day, as opposed to a prescribed one, um, it still kind of kickstarts 
uh like the yeah. essential feeling of like one mm-hmm. yeah yeah then, yeah man I, it ahead. also yeah. is like you know after after one day of not taking it usually i'm okay but on the second day i feel like mm. dog shit <laughs> yep yep yeah precisely because that first day you didn't really take it is actually it's still there right yeah, i think it has like a half-life of like 36 or 96 hours tops so yeah yeah uh yeah man uh, i'm on that whole holistic tip dude it's it it's it's the hard work it's the exercise it's the eating right um uh, it's the meditation i don't mean to sound like a fucking like California. oh yeah i mean there is there's a lot you can do with mindfulness in in uh in mental health in general but especially with adhd because you know the the there's a lot of ways you can train yourself out of it if if you have the willpower, you know, for sure. Yeah, and I didn't. I totally identify. I, I'll I'll leave it at this. Uh, but with something what you said was like, um, you know, when I when I was on Adderall, I felt like, damn, this 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 is how I feel like I should be feeling, right? Like, you know, and like that's that's a brilliant thing. And trying to chase that dragon and maintain it, um, fuck, man, yeah, like coming back to baseline. Yeah, it sucked, and uh, nothing is ever really quite like it, honestly. But, mm, and it's and as as much as I would hate to say it, like it's an addiction, you know. Like even oh, yeah. if it's not necessarily like a socially unacceptable addiction, or one that, I mean, I was gonna say one that's not super detrimental. Although right now I have high liver enzymes, you know, so I can't really even say right. that. But you know, it, it, it's it's mm-hmm. it's I go into withdrawal when I don't have my medication, and it's yeah. and it sucks. And, and on the flip side of that, even if I wasn't in withdrawal, I've gone, you know, 10, 12 days without my meds and I am, I can't, I just can't, (laughs) I I have done, I have, I have forgotten to like lock the door when I left at work before, you know, like this was a long time ago before I was like medicated again, but like I had, I had done crazy stupid stuff just because my i wasn't all the way there and uh it took me a long time to be like willing to you know give myself a break on that and be like Mm. yeah no your adhd is way more affecting your life than you give it credit for oh yeah for sure completely identify with that 100 percent um exercise daily yeah that's tomorrow i'm waking up at 6 a.m to go hit the gym when my when uh hannah leaves for work you got a supplement, bruv, too. L-tyrosine. This is a precursor or precursor supplement uh, that converts into, I think, L-dopa and then finally dopamine. Um, so, which is, of course, what Adderall seeks to do is release right. dopamine, right? Um, you know, it's, a, it's, a dope, it's a dopamine reuptake inhibitor, basically. So... Um, instead of, you know, having a reuptake inhibitor, which does eventually kind of like, you know, fry the, the neural, um, connections that release and capture dopamine, this just keeps your body constantly producing like an excess of it. Because I think most people who have ADD or ADHD are either deficient or have too much dopamine. Right. Yeah. Damn, this is like, this is more than I was expecting <laughs> no. to know about ADHD on this episode. <laughs> Speaking I of- I feel like we've monopolized- Speaking Sorry. of constantly producing, <laughs> you're constantly producing amazing content, DJ. Let's oh, let's get dude. some movie questions in your way. Yes, absolutely. just with some fucking awesome answers. Thank you. Let's see. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's Here's get it going. A, we got we got a oh, couple of them you. here. Um, 
What's a movie you would recommend to anyone because it was so good, but it's too <laughs> difficult for you to watch again? Lordy. I looked at that question, and honestly, I am not satisfied with the answer. But it's the one persistent answer that keeps popping into my head. And uh, that's going to have to be Requiem for a Dream. I agree All right. Wholeheartedly. All right. No. No. Ass to ass, DJ. Ass to ass. To ass, ass. To ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? That would be me. I, I'm surprised you said that. I'm surprised at the fact that you could even see that because, I mean, you don't even have a 3090 graphics card. So, like. Yes! Oh my God! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! You just got fucking owned, bro. Oh, you but in the get Oh, thank you so much, DJ. I hate you all. When I told him to check oh, his man. Instagram before we started recording, I said, for me and Tommy, do us a favor. Mention that Alex doesn't have a 3090 graphics card at some point. During that the was episode. the most organic way. Just so like, are you getting ads on your, on your videos yet? Cause like, that's I'm, how you bring up an ad organically yeah. is that yeah. ill right there. <laughs> Holy oh. shit, bro. That yeah. was awesome. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. my ass is now ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, bro, you know what? I've got a 2060 Super here, so... Um... I I am running a 1050 Ti still. <laughs> I'm not a, looking to table dick. I've got a 2070. Alex has a 2070 Ooh, Super. You, you dirty devil, you. Uh, all you people <laughs> your machines. We got 20 series. You only got 10 series. Loser. Yeah. I haven't upgraded a single thing on my computer since the day it was built. Well, don't worry. Once you get ready RTX for it, we can help you. Pleb. Hey, man, you know, I, I made it through pleb. like 10 years of um, circling through like multiple MacBook Airs and Oof. 2010 through 2011 MacBook Pros that would refuse to stay alive because of this goddamn stupid component Apple makes called a fucking logic board, which is totally not logical. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. You, get, you drop water on it, that's it, you're fucked. And that one piece is like a third of the cost of the whole unit, and there is no third-party manufacturer for that. So basically, you gotta buy a new one and take it up the ass from Apple. And, you know, like, I've been an Apple fanboy sucking that, that, that Apple D since... 1999 man but no more no more sucking the d man i'm not i'm sorry steve's job is dead that it's it may be you know maybe like a rigor mortis d and, and, <laughs> and uh, no more sucking tim apple's dick <laughs> rest in peace to all of our listeners who are listening on apple podcasts sorry. yeah throw um, out your fucking if you do us your, a favor, give us five stars and say tommy sucks no um, no it's fuck tommy us, by the way we're continuing this fuck yeah, tommy fuck thing tommy. Fuck Tommy yeah, on say, fuck Tommy. Just drive us up that algorithm with a five-star review, and you can you can say whatever you want. Comment fuck Tommy down below. Hashtag fuck Tommy. Do whatever you want. That, that, that's going to be. That's how we're going to gauge our Hashtag audience with fuck, fuck Tommy. Tommy. And for the record, that, he started it, not me. Hey, either that or make fun of me for not having a 3090. <laughs> so, that too. So DJ, what's a what's a film that you pretend does not exist? And we talked about this. We, we talked about this just to kind of pull the curtain mm. back a little bit uh, um, earlier this yeah. week. 
And yeah. you gave me a really interesting answer about a TV show, but there is a very particular movie for me that I do not like. I will not acknowledge its existence in oh, everyday really? conversation. So I'm, you have my interest peaked. Uh, the Avatar: The Last Airbender movie does not exist. Really? Exactly. It doesn't exist. If you if you are inside the Avatar: The Last Airbender fandom, mm. they do not acknowledge that that movie exists. No, and it's been I'm, funny because that show has gotten way more popular uh, recently when they added it to Netflix. A lot of new people started watching it and they would join groups and stuff that had stuff to do with Avatar The Last Airbender. And they wouldn't know why nobody would like they'd be like, oh, I watched the Avatar The Last Airbender movie. And people would be like, what Avatar The Last Airbender movie? <laughs> there is no war in Bossing Say. <laughs> there, war, there is no war in Bossing Say. And so like. Like, it, it, you know, anytime it comes up at, at, and it comes up more than I would have expected it to. But anytime it comes up, it's just like, man, yeah, it would be awesome if somebody had made it a live action mm. Avatar The Last Airbender movie. I really wish they had done that. It's too so then, bad they never did. <laughs> somebody would grab like a, a Blu-ray box of Avatar, uh, the Avatar movie, show it to you. And you would look at it and say, doesn't look like anything to me. That would be exactly. uh, that, would be like, world. that looks like <laughs> yeah. it would be a really good idea if somebody right. did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't have an answer for this. I get your references, DJ. I, yes, sir. You I are, want to you say a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you. The first uh, Justice League. I don't even remember Ooh. who the director is. That that movie was just. Uh, uh, Josh I don't know, yeah. man. You can't have the Snyder yeah. Cut without yeah. the original yeah. well, Justice League. There. Did you see the original? Yeah, yeah. No, yes. I didn't. There you go. Actually, no. don't. I waited because everybody told me it was ass garbage. It, it was, it was and so fucking I just horrible. The Snyder Cut when it came out. It was terrible. To be entertained instead of having, you know, to compare it in my head. I'm glad we got the Snyder Cut. The movie was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, hats off. Definitely. Whew. Jared Leto still sucks as the Joker, though. True. Yeah, but you know what? They definitely, yeah. they, 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 gave, they gave him the Jar Jar treatment, you know, like yeah. scaled him back a bit. <laughs> a couple one-liners uh, and yeah, just just enough just a dash a little bit of a dash yeah i mean i feel like he could have been good but he was so cringy in suicide squad that like there that's a part of a movie that the i just laugh. try not to consider exists you know the you, laugh yeah man. it's really unfortunate too hearing things because obviously we, obviously we know that leto is a skilled actor if not one of the most of our right. time absolutely and from my understanding like there is a lot of stuff that was left uh chopped on the uh the editing block mm-hmm. um yeah that he and that basically he says like what they ended up showing or you know putting in the reel was not what the story i was told would be Kind right, of, you know exactly. Yeah. And he was yeah, mad. And it, it was like for a little while after I saw Suicide Squad, I did not want to see Jared Leto in anything. <laughs> nope, he should have gone like, back to music at that point. Like, really it annoyed me <laughs> when I saw him. I didn't. I think that the next movie that I saw him in, that I enjoyed his performance in, was it. It came out recently, and it was. Um, I know what you're talking Blade about. Runner? The no, one with it was. The, um, with not with Forrest Whitaker, but Jamie Foxx or no, it's Denzel. It Denzel. It's him and Denzel That's Washington. Oh, what the I hell is that? Remember movie the called? name? It wasn't an amazing movie. Well, hmm. actually. It was a really good movie up until the very end of it, which was disappointing. And that's all hmm. I'm going to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. The ending kind of sucked. Damn. That's some very strong, I, strong feelings you're having there. Cause I mean, even for me, 
after Kevin Spacey fell from grace, I still couldn't get enough. The Little Things is the name of that movie. Yeah, The Little oh, Things. The Little Things. Okay, yeah, yeah, on HBO. Okay, haven't gotten and around to it. Like, like it was worth watching. Okay. I, I would not mm-hmm. say don't watch it, but the, the ending was just confusing in a way that wasn't like cerebral. It was just like, I don't, I don't know why exactly mm-hmm. they would have done this in this order for this reason. Yeah, you know what I mean, it could have gone, um, like, they could have gone Leto, so many other places. Jared Leto is the villain in that movie. Villain, I'll use lo- the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and his character is absolutely crazy insane. And they, I'm pretty sure he wears like prosthetics and stuff. Like he does oh. not really look like himself. It took me a minute to realize yeah. it was even him. Huh. I mean, um, he pulled like a uh, Christian Bale in the machinist level of yeah. He, he looks like skinny. He looked like a a haunted, <laughs> a haunted version of himself in that movie, and it worked. Yeah, I mean, it totally worked. I do have an answer to your question, though. I know I answered yesterday, yes. just on the pre-show with the um, with the TV show. But uh, you want me to give you the movie answer? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, the new Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Dang, man. Yeah. I didn't. So I I wouldn't consider myself a Star Wars fan. I, never saw I like Star Wars. Nine. Huh? I like Star Wars, but I'm not a Star Wars fan, if that makes sense. Yes. So, you know, everybody was, a lot of people were really upset about the new trilogy. Yeah. But, like, to me, it, it didn't seem like it was that bad, just because, like, it, it wasn't something that it was like I was a huge fan of my whole life and then got let down by, you know? It was... I'll be diplomatic about it. It was hearsay. It was it was a hodgepodge of nonsense made by committee without any forethought into narrative uh, cohesion. Um, it pandered to the worst elements of, I guess you could call it like leftist social wokeism. It was bereft of any real... It, it was it was a thoroughly corporately constructed product, uh, and I the think that the, the the thin veneer of um, of real artistic vision that I thought um, was represented uh, in the Force Awakens uh, quickly uh, dissolved as we uh, saw the Last Jedi, and then definitely by the Rise of Skywalker, it was like full tilt retcon it all what's reddit telling us we need to do uh blah 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 just crap 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 uh i remember uh actually uh, me and a buddy were talking about this earlier this week that um jj abrams like admitted in an interview to going into the star Wars, the new star wars trilogy with no plan yeah that's I was precisely like, it. That just struck me as so odd because, like, with a with a series and a universe and a and a, a, a complete like a world that so many people are so dedicated to mm-hmm. and in love with, like that you could just walk into that and just just wing it, you know, like. <laughs> like and it's only like you know the studio is only throwing like half a billion dollars at the project, so it might right, you know, like. It's not like it, and it's not like JJ Abrams couldn't have done it better. Yeah. You know, and, like it's not like he doesn't have the chops. Right. And that can be argued too. Cloverfield. But, 
I like Cloverfield. Well, I mean, like, That's I'm not saying. saying that J.J. Abrams is the be-all and end-all, but, I mean, like, he right. could have done better, I think, if they well, had really gone into it with that mindfulness and that plan. Like, he for really sure. could have done better. For sure. But, you know, I think it's a confluence of things because, obviously, J.J. did not have a, a trilogy plan, right? Um, right. But what he did set up, I did enjoy. Of course, it wasn't perfect, but I think he did definitely. When you watch that film, do you remember, like, at least for me, that was, like, peak level, like, whoa. Star Wars is back, baby. Like the feel, the yeah. essence, uh, the fun, the levity of it. Like uh, the cinematography, fantastic. Like just the that's score. That's how I felt actually when I watched Rogue One. That's Dude, how I felt. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, you know what's really funny? This is weird. I just I gotta say this. I don't. And this I think this is probably a consequence of like my like my personal levels of anticipation and hype. Um, unfortunately, ruining my first viewing experience of that film. I I thought it was crap on first sight, but uh, I think after second or third viewing or whatever over time, I realize now retro- retrospectively, this is solid, man. It's one of my favorite Star Wars I've, films. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed a lot of the content outside of like the main storyline, I guess. It, the, a lot of the content within the Star Wars universe. Um, I liked Solo. I, not, I know a lot of people didn't like Solo. Mm-hmm. I liked mm-hmm. Solo. I liked the guy that they picked to play on. Um, but, mm. but Rogue One to me now, I I am really biased in rogue one because i am a huge donnie yen fan oh dude yes huge donnie yen fan wow. i have seen what I, I i i think i've seen every single movie that donnie yen is in great and casting. he's absolutely my favorite martial artist absolutely one of my favorite guys to put in an action movie in any role oh i lied i have not seen him in that triple x sequel but uh-huh. i think i've seen everything everything around that um, was a, so as soon as donnie yen showed up in that movie that movie was a good movie to me because i got to yeah. watch john donnie yen fight in it i think so, yeah I mean, brilliant, brilliant character i think that was a way also to like organically bring in let's call him a person of color uh that wasn't in a way pandering because it made sense to have a martial artist like really just display his chops on screen i think the concept of like somebody who is quasi force sensitive um relying you know just on like his staff and his light connection to the force it was a new concept um just yeah great wonderful i wanted yeah. to see more of him man and then we had uh robot sheldon cooper in <laughs> that movie um there was something that i heard alan tudyk yes um that, there's something that i heard about that droid that that was really something was really strange about how the personality of that droid came to be. Mm. And I can't hmm. remember exactly what it was, but it was like the, like it was an, sort of an accident that it ended up being exactly what it was. Uh, um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not a star Wars fan. I have not watched the Mandalorian. I, <gasps> I want to, I want to, oh, God, but I so haven't. Good. I watched all of clone <laughs> wars. I watched a, a pretty decent amount of rebels. Mm. Um, and I've realized after years and years of the major struggle between the Jedi and the Sith that everything that doesn't have anything to do with the Jedi and the Sith is extremely interesting to me mm. in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And the idea, like like watching the actual trilogies regarding the Jedi and the Sith is what, like, the part of Star Wars that I wasn't really all that into, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of deep, deep, deep lore. So that's 
that's interesting to me, but just like the actual, you know, on-screen conflicts between a lot of that is not as groundbreaking to me as imagining like the story, you know, of a an individual clone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I have a two-part question. Yeah, go for it. Um, okay, so with regarding uh, Rebels and uh, the Bad Batch and all those, you know, animated uh, iterations, how, how does that, how, or if it does or does not, does that bother you? Because that's been kind of a, uh, that's been a roadblock for me. Yeah, for me to get into it, I really can't stand that kind of that animation style. It's something that, so I did not like Star, I did not admit to myself that I liked Star Wars until I watched Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this fucking rules. It's it's weird. Like Rebels, I didn't like the animation as much as I liked the animation in Clone Wars. And they're different. They're similar, but but they're definitely different. Um and Clone Wars is a kids show for like the first episode and then beyond that it is a full-blown fucking war. Like mm. it is it is I mean it's not overly graphic, but it is not sugar-coated about, you know, people dying and and real, you know, genuine interpersonal conflict. And uh, character development with Ahsoka Tano. uh, And you get to see Anakin and Obi-Wan doing their thing before what happens in episode three. You know? Hmm. Like, you Hmm. get to see them for the full characters that they actually are, which to me was like super cool. Mm hmm. So I like I would I would say if you never if if I met somebody who was like I've never watched any Star Wars and I would never watch any Star Wars except one thing I would say watch Clone Wars but that's from the perspective of someone who is not a huge Star Wars fan you know what I mean okay. I say you know what I mean way too often I really need to like you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying man you know what I'm saying you know hey man, what man? Out, you know what I'm saying shit think- man personally if i had to recommend one star wars thing to somebody i still think it would have to be rogue one because i mean let's be honest with ourselves it's essentially a star wars vietnam war movie yep and it's it's star wars light almost it is palatable Mm -hmm. star wars for non-star wars fans yeah just like you said it's very light on the whole um uh, mystical side of it it's more about the space uh politics and of uh intergalactic imperialism and fighting against the rebels and fomenting descent and coming into the fold like yeah dude all the hallmarks of any great war film it's more relatable more relatable precisely i was just about to say because like if you if you consider you know luke skywalker or anakin or uh ray they have superpowers like the main character of the of the movie has superpowers it's more the human side as opposed to the superhero hero factor And it's and it's easier, I guess, to suspend your disbelief in the face of that if you're not already a fan of sci-fi. Mm, yes, yes. Well, yeah. Good news then. Uh, I think uh, with us having the onset of uh, the Cassian Andor show coming, uh, the what was it? The bat? Oh, no, it's not the bat. Oh, the, not the bat batch. Um, God, Rogue Squadron. Um, yeah. I think yeah, they're definitely getting hip to this idea. You know, really branching outside that that narrative. Um, My second question, though, because this is something of interest, like I, as a child, loved reading the Timothy Zahn novels, uh, The Heir to the Empire, and Mm -hmm. um, 
of course, we all know the one and only Grand Admiral Thrawn is someone who needs to be on screen, and I'm just loving the fact Absolutely. that he has a uh, he he has an iteration in the series. But gosh, I can't I can't get past that animation, despite his sexy sexy uh, Danish voice. <laughs> I I gotta admit, I have a very very limited knowledge of the canon from the books. Okay. Uh, and the only knowledge that I have from that canon is actually through tabletop gameplay, mm. uh, through through uh, an actual play podcast that plays in Edge of the Empire, mm. and they base a lot of their setting uh, elements are are based on planets from the books. Like they start one this one particular uh, campaign that I listened to uh, starts on Merkir. Um, which I believe is only referenced in one of those single books. Um, and they have stuff from that planet that follows them throughout the entirety of like a hundred episode long, three year long campaign. Mm. But that that's the limit of my knowledge on that one. Yeah, yeah no worries. Are you are you a Star Trek fan by chance? I am. Oh, who, who? Is that, that you? That would be me. Alex. Oh, Kapla. <laughs> All right, Morph. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I mean, yeah, we, can, we, we can talk about that, too. But uh, th- that's probably a hole we shouldn't go down. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a rabbit hole of rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, it, involves that is. it involves JJ. It involves JJ fucking that hole as well so I he's think, just i think i would have been a star trek fan um it's so good bro. it was like it's it's the same way for me that doctor who is for a lot of people mm. where they couldn't get past the the cheesiness of the effects in it out of context you mm. know what i mean yes, like if right. i wanted to go back yeah. and, and watch old what? star trek like that you know mm-hmm. i was like eh, I don't really okay watch yeah i get it so like how far you could watch discovery Oh no, good God, what is wrong with you? Why would you ever dare recommend that on Good If you Lord. want a more modern pacing. No, but that's not Discovery. that's not Star Trek. That's not Star Trek. You can watch lower decks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um what is what's a movie you feel like everybody sleeps on? Oh god, 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 god. Speed Racer, two thousand nine. Directed by really? Oh yeah, that oh, movie yeah. is an absolutely bam bombastic technical marvel to watch. I am just literally blown at the sheer level of imagination to even conceptualize these 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 fr- these frames, these shots, the the world building. Because really, Speed Racer was just like this crap animation from whatever the '60s. There's no real depth to it. They fully fleshed out that world one to begin with, um, and then okay, do you remember watching The Matrix for the first time? And you yeah. see Trinity. She's, you know, getting whatever, uh, manhandled, mansplained, arrest, whatever you want to call it. And then she just jumps in the air. And then you've got that bullet time rotation. And you're just like, what the hell? I don't even know how to describe what I just saw. Like, I don't have the words for it. Like, Speed Racer literally gave me that exact same thing. Like, the, the level of cinematography was just absolutely insane. Has never been done to screen before. 
uh, I think they perfectly captured the essence of how do you translate a cartoon into a live action movie while retaining the elements of both it looking like a cartoon, but being shot live action. It's interesting. Fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. I had and that feeling it, the first time oh. I saw 300. Yeah. In the, in the fight scenes where they do that sort of sped up, slowed down back to back, you know, yeah. follow the Zack Snyder. Guy. Well, yeah, Zack Snyder pioneered that whole oversaturated, uh, high def, brainy look. Uh, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. If uh, Lee, uh, uh, in his own. Real quick, DJ, if you want a good movie that's similar in aesthetic style to Speed okay. Racer with actually kind of a similar plot, yes. um, watch a movie called Redline. It's, Ooh, it's animated. I, yeah, I've seen Redline. The oh, anime. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh yeah, that is a. Yeah. Fucking oh, fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah. I think yeah, it was brother. beautiful. I will have to watch that movie because I feel like I've seen it, but I wasn't paying attention to it. Mm. Um, I had a personal vendetta against that movie because when that movie came out, um, I was in ninth grade and I had broken my leg and sprained my wrist at the same time, which yeah. meant that I couldn't use crutches. So for six weeks, my freshman year, I rode around my high school in a fucking hover round wheelchair like that. You would like the kind of scooter you'd see someone in at Walmart, you know, and you, you and couldn't give yourself hand J's or foot J's. Oh, it was rough. <laughs> Speed Racer was one of my nicknames. Lightning McQueen, uh, Hot Wheels. <laughs> Nobody uh, called you wheels. Hot Wheels. Just, just, just straight wheels. <laughs> and see like the thing is like i was not i was i was not that much smaller then than i am now and i'm not like a huge guy but like people would like steal my keys and like hit my emergency brake and push me around and shit i'm like you know that in like three weeks i don't have to use this anymore and i'm much bigger than you are like what wait i'm sorry was this in high school or middle school this was my first year of high school. That's fucking terrible, dude. Yeah. I mean, and, and I can say that I was, I consider myself lucky to that, that that was the extent of a lot of bullying that I really ever had to deal with in uh-huh. school. You know, like I, I know a lot of people have had that, had that really, really rough. And I had like, just like a sliver of that. And it was just, it frustrated me to no end. I could not imagine dealing with that like over a long period of time, you know? So, so Speed Racer holds like a very unique spot in my memory because people used to call me that when I was on the scooter. So it's like, I don't really, you know, I wasn't really all that interested in seeing it at that point. They would call you Speedy. I will have to go back and watch it. I will have to go give it a shot uh, if it's got your stamp of approval to that degree. Please, please, please do. I mean, just get through it it's a little corny but like it's very self-aware of the fact that it's corny it's done yeah. intentionally right yeah and the i mean there's like no plot really yeah there is but it's it's a simple plot you, you're in there for the visuals and yeah. the and the laughter plus it is yeah. john goodman in it so i mean <laughs> it's john goodman isn't it john goodman yeah, yeah. john goodman matthew yeah. fox thanks again lost jj yeah, abrams You've got okay. um, <laughs> you've got Roger Allen from Dr. there as Jack well. Jack Shepard. Yeah, Jack. Oh, you, you, my boy. Do you guys know about like the 
the seven separations of bacon, the Kevin Bacon index. Yeah, Yeah, they were talking about that on PKA. I feel like the modern version of that is J.J. Abrams. How? (laughs) Because how many times have we brought something up and it's somehow tangentially related to J.J. Abrams? (laughs) Hmm. Well, this is a hypothesis I've never heard of. Well, I mean, he did have one of the one of the well, I don't want to say one of the biggest cult followings for a TV show because it's not necessarily the biggest, but Lost, like Lost fans, are Mm. cult fans, Mm -hmm. and I was that guy for a really long time. Like, oh yeah, um, me too. We, I had all kinds of shit that like I did themed based on Lost music that I wrote that was like Mm. Lost themed and used the numbers in it, and like you know, and. So you know it, it's it's easy to bring stuff back to him because of something like that. And then he did uh, he did Fringe too, didn't he? Yes, I loved that show mm. for most of it <laughs> until like season six or seven. I want to say it started to get mm. really fucking weird, but mm. I loved that show. I've been told uh, to watch it. I got a question so, for you. There we go. Tom and I were talking about this earlier in the week. He hasn't seen the movie. What did you think of the Power Rangers reboot? I thought it was good. You're asking me? Yeah. 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 Mr. Movie yeah. Man. I thought it was great. Oh, what, yeah. What did you think about their their take on having the Blue Ranger being more on the spectrum than everyone else? I think that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I thought it was it was done very tactfully. Yes, um, you know, and that—that's what really like surprised me about it. Because, for the sake it, it, of... yeah, it, you know, it wasn't like they're trying to check a box off, right? And it wasn't like they're kind of really exploiting it, like in a derogatory sense for jokes. Like they kind of did poke fun at, but like in, in a very like self-aware and like nurturing way. Like you know, we're not gonna be overly like, oh, let's give them a word for just being alive. Like you, right. no matter what you do, you can never do any wrong because they're on right. the spectrum. No, it was like yeah. acknowledging like just kind of the reality of it. Then I, yeah, wonderful. I have been a diehard Power Rangers fan since I was a kid. So oh. like we were, we were talking about Power Rangers and shit we got on the topic of the movie, but he brought us something like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's this guy from Turbo and then Zio and Dino blah, 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 blah. Just, I... Uh. I forgot how much you knew about well, that show. Now, now he's gotten me wanting to 3D print myself uh, a White Ranger helmet. Still hasn't done it from yet. From the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I really, really, really want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I feel we'll like I, mean, I, I always channeling. identified with that. <laughs> DJ, you were just channeling your comedy. Picard from the Inner Light, weren't you? Oh yeah, I love you so much. Yes, yes, <laughs> man. What what a wonderful sixty years of life I had on that planet. Absolutely, fucking learn to play the flute and everything. That's right. That's it. That's what life's <laughs> all about, you know. And it, it, don't worry, it doesn't matter. You commandeered my whole ship of uh three thousand <laughs> plus members, and then put me into a trance for six hours and scared the whole crew. And but you know, you told me about your society. Totally worth it. And I learned how to play the flute. You sent me a little a little space flute. <laughs> <laughs> wow, one of the be- one of the better episodes of Star Trek, man. That is, God, see, you're gonna get me started with Star Trek, man. But TNG really knew how to just write just tight, tight scripts that had oh, yeah. like philosophical or uh, contemporary or societal issues woven into some, you know, on the surface sci-fi uh, 
uh, narrative. But uh, yeah, they did it on the cheap. It was about the story. It wasn't about fucking Michael Burnham, you know, double fisting her space guns and shooting. Getting her angel costume. And... No. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, Mary Sue My Michael God. Burnham, dude. Just she can do it all. That's right. She ain't human, but she was born in Vulcan. Apparently she's better than them, too. So I don't know how that works. Man, you know what else came out of that uh, Power Rangers movie from 2017? Uh, hmm. Dacre Montgomery, like, hmm. I mean, he had been around, but I had never seen him in anything. And then it, from that, like, he played the Red Ranger in that movie, and yeah. then he came to Stranger Things and put right. on like that. His character in that show is fucking insane. Like, yeah. it's yeah. so he's he's such a good villain. He's such a good Oosh villain. <laughs> oh man, yeah. And like then when you watch interviews with him, he's like he he seems like the type of guy I would really actually want to be friends with. Oh, he <laughs> like, seems he's like such a charming guy. I saw yeah, yeah, I did a review yeah, for really. one of his last movies, the uh, the Broken Hearts Gallery. Mm-hmm. Them fine gentlemen. What a what a nice old nice old sport. You carry on, old Bean. I oh, love yeah. Dacre Montgomery, but we have to admit he's basically a clone of Zac Efron. Just... <laughs> no, no, yeah. he looks a little bit like Zac Efron. Mm. He it does looks a lot kind of like look Zac like Zac Efron. Efron, but I don't he think that his like... acting chops are a clone of Zac Efron. Now, Zac Efron no. can fucking act. Yeah, I will can. absolutely say that. If you haven't seen Charlie St. Cloud, see that fucking movie. Um, but I, I don't think that they necessarily fit into the same bracket. Hmm. I don't think there's necessarily... No. Even, even though he was in... Uh, Power Rangers. I don't think that there's anything necessarily child safe about Dacre Montgomery. <laughs> no. no. Speaking of um, actors who are kind of actually powerhouses that you wouldn't expect, fucking Ryan Gosling. Of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a like he's a beast when he wants to be. Do you guys ever um, look at these people and you just see like how? beautiful they are and how talented they are just what the fuck kind of cards were we dealt man like <laughs> what, what what in the shit how can a human being like that exist dude like ah uh, god 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 bless him out of every movie that you've reviewed or that you can recall what's the one movie yeah. that you think everybody should see mm. a little bit of a thinker but i know you have an <laughs> answer and i know it'll be good Okay, so let me let me preface this by asking: uh, Does it have to be a narrative movie, or can this fall in the context of like a documentary? Just a movie that you think is like it's number one. When someone says, "What your what movie do I need to watch?" This one because X. Hmm. Okay, so obviously this has to be a catch-all. I can't get very niche and be like, "Hey, you need to watch Primer." <laughs> <It's> <laughs> oh, I was actually thinking Primer. Primer's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> To anybody who doesn't care about like the technical details of time travel, that's gonna be a. Have you ever wanted to be extremely confused? That <laughs> <laughs> they have to see. So, sorry, Robbie. This is like the ADHD in me. Like I get really bogged down on the details. So uh, it's just, I'm imagining this is a film that like kind of is like not on the radar in contemporary society. Just any film you can think of that's it's the best one you've ever seen. Like your 
favorite, I guess you could say, because you'll recommend that one. I don't want. I don't want to say it because this is. Like, I know everyone's already seen it, and I'm just. I keep thinking about the Matrix. That's so a good I need answer. To get something better. No, yeah, I, don't I mean you. that's a good answer. Yeah, but maybe older, but not everybody has seen it. Yeah, there is an archetypal person that you know was a really big fan of the Matrix when it came out, though. Yeah, they wore uh, trench coats. Yeah, they wore trench coats. <laughs> they they filmed short films by themselves <laughs> with their buddies in the woods with sticks. Yes. They got um, really into Tool. They got really into the band Tool. Oh, yeah. Like, there that is an uh, an archetype of person. I have a very specific person in my mind that I, uh, that I have based that archetype off of, and I've, I've seen <laughs> it all over the place. Uh, it's even more hilarious because I literally did exactly that, except I was in eighth grade, like, twice the weight I am now, acne prone all over my face. <laughs> I had bleach blonde curly hair because it was hot because Fred Durst and Eminem were rocking that. Um, recording films... I wrote a script called The Eight Tracks because, uh, you know, I thought it was clever, like a pun. Like, oh, it's The Eight Tracks. Um, and, yeah, also The Blair Witch Project. I did one of those uh, short films and uh, scripted it. And, yeah, I walked around school in my fucking cool leather jacket because, yeah, man, Matrix, I'm going to jack out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and wow. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that at some point you downloaded Pivot to your computer and animated stick figures prior to downloading like the very first After Effects. Wow, I forgot about <laughs> Am that. I wrong? Gosh. You know, all the drugs have riddled my mind uh, <laughs> from memory consolidation. <laughs> it rings a bell. I can't say if I it was any. just It was a simple stick figure animator that they used for flash animation that you would see you remember like the oh. stick figure fights, like like man versus drawing or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I must have, dude, because I was big in the Flash back then. Yeah, it was it was just a simple Flash animator for free that you could download and and animate stick figures. Uh, all of StickDeath.com was pretty yeah, much done stick on Death. Oh on, wow, on Pivot. Taking um, me back. I remember how big of a pain in the ass it was to try and make lightsaber effects. Like, I remember, like, watching, you know, that was one of the first things that I ever went to YouTube to find out. Yeah. Was, yeah, was watching videos on how to make my my stick look like a lightsaber. And it looked like garbage. It looked yeah. so bad. And we were all so fucking stoked about it. You remember um, um, Ryan versus Dorkman? No. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. That does sound vaguely familiar. This is like early 2000s when like they had to upload like seven minute films to a site on QuickTime. And it was okay. like a two part series of just, just Ryan, whatever his name was. And then his dork, nam, dork, dork man was the alias of the other guy. And it was just like legit like uh, lightsaber battle sequences between the two. Oh, of them. yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. I, I saw those videos on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> those were shared on MySpace. Yes. Oh, my God. I definitely remember those. And they were good. They were really well choreographed. Yeah, like, this is before, like, uh, you know, the the new trilogy came out. But, you know, they were were doing Mm -hmm. things like lightsabers, like, going into, like, um, walls and, like, the molten metal starting to melt and the sparks flying out, like, because we never seen that in the original trilogy. Little tiny details like that. Yeah, I fully remember that now. Oh, man, the whole idea, like, it's it's fully just solidified in my mind and I can picture it. And those fucking sunglasses that he wore. 
<laughs> oh my god, bro! Yeah, that was that yeah. was the inspiration for the for the for that guy that I'm talking about, that archetypal person mm-hmm. who was really into the Matrix and then started trying to <laughs> to make Star Wars films. And yeah. I bet you, if you think hard enough, you know one too. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, while we're on that, um, did you guys ever see? Did you you know who Jamie Costa is? Jamie Costa. No. In mm-hmm. the Star Wars Very community. Sweet. Oh, dude, he um, he's a uh, so that's before Solo became a thing. Actually, I think the thing that, that really kicked started interest in creating a solo movie was this uh, um, independent actor. Oh, yes. Yeah, he does a really ridiculously good impression of Robin Williams. Oh, does he? I think he might. Yes. Yeah, yeah. because he, he does one really good of Harrison Ford as well. Um, mm-hmm. So he made oh, yeah he made kind of like a little solo film, but then uh, recently he made um, one for Kenobi where he plays Ben Kenobi, and yeah, it's definitely worth watching uh, if you guys haven't seen it. Because I'm right really excited to see this Kenobi like show on um, DP. I like to call it DP <laughs> Disney Plus. Oh man, yeah. uh, the, the only DP. reason that I haven't canceled Disney Plus is because I haven't watched The Mandalorian yet. Because I we pay for it every month. <laughs> And we mm. don't ever use it. I'll tell you what I do use is Discovery Plus. I watch a shit ton of Discovery Plus. Fucking oh. Ghost Adventures, fucking BattleBots, mm. um, MythBusters. MythBusters was like my dream job growing up. Like oh. that is what I wanted for my life so badly. Mm. Um, so Discovery Plus is rad. But oh. um, let's see, we got a couple more. What what where are we at on time right now? I feel like we've been an hour five. Like it's. Oh, I knew it. I knew this was going to be a long one. Okay, so <laughs> I want to see the so the biggest question that I wanted to ask you this week was uh what is your most memorable experience in a movie theater? Whether it's actually like the scene in a movie or when something fucking crazy happened in the theater or while you were at the movie theater like in the lobby or whatever, but just anything surrounding a movie that was just completely unforgettable that you like still tell the story about today, or you would tell the story maybe to uh, your future children. hundred percent. And I had already just mentioned it, the, that I remember seeing the matrix. Let me preface this. I'm going to build up the anticipation here. If you don't mind, <laughs> go for it. Before the matrix came out in 1999, no one knew what the hell it was. Uh, there was a barrage of, uh, commercial trailers, uh, on TV, television trailers, uh, comic con was still like in its infancy. So, uh, you know, they had button pins that had, what is the matrix taglines, you know, no promotional material regarding like the, the actors or, you know, or anything like that. So, um, that, and the trailer aside, no one knew what it was going in. And we thought maybe it was just kind of like a cyberpunk action film in the vein of like something like the 13th floor, uh, which was pretty much in fashion during that period of time. Now, I mentioned that bullet time effect, right? Like that completely mm-hmm. just blew all of our collective minds out of the water. Never thought I would see a film again that would really have this visceral response in me until I saw Avengers Endgame. And when, when Rogers picked up that yeah. goddamn hand. Yes, yes, I, I was really God hoping that you were going to say fucking, that. Fucking electricity. Was fucking God damn, everybody. That was, that was not me trying to be. Yeah, no one was trying to be cool or like put fawning no. like, whoa, whoa. No, that was just a visceral like, what? Yes. Holy oh shit. my God, yes. Yeah. 
oh my god and then he just started up in the ante he's just fucking rocking that shit and just boom i'm like god damn like oh i literally shit. like i don't know if you can see i have fucking goosebumps <sighs> thinking about that mm-hmm. wow that, that would have been my answer um, too that's fantastic right guys like so when has that, that ever happened and the scene in a quiet place oh have you seen you've seen a quiet place yeah yeah i just saw the second one too the scene in A Quiet Place. Now, one that's another motherfucker who can act his ass I, off as John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he when he says to his daughter, he says, "I love you. I have always loved you." And then he just lets out that fucking guttural, just ah! uh, like uh, my whole body just like froze, dude. It was hmm. just, especially just like the whole concept of going to a movie theater and being basically in complete silence. Mm-hmm. until something crazy happened you know it mm-hmm. like made the whole it made everything so much more impactful when when it happened mm-hmm. like you could hear people across the theater eating popcorn oh fuck i wouldn't so be able to be quiet. there that yeah. would trigger me so hard and <laughs> so there was that and it also proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that an entirely subtitled movie is perfectly commercially viable yeah you know so, and uh, even less than that, no dialogue whatsoever. Right, right. Um, yeah. So that's that's probably like one of the most like you know impactful experience. Definitely that that scene in, in Endgame when he picks up the hammer is like one of my favorite movie scenes of all time, hands down. But I remember I went to go see uh, Elysium. It was a 2013 oh, yeah. movie. Did you see that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so it wasn't. From what I remember, it wasn't really that good, but uh, I have sort of a biased opinion because I watched it out of order. And we didn't realize it was out of order until two thirds of the way through the movie, because whoever set up the reels for that movie started with the second one and then went to the first one and then played the ending. It was extremely confusing. There's a movie theater near my house that um is sort of notorious for being like the shitty movie theater because you can go (laughs) and see a movie for like three dollars you know um (laughs) and so you would always see like slightly older movies at that theater Mm. um and and that was why it was because they would fucking do shit like play the movie (laughs) out of order i know what theater you're talking about that's yep. great. And yeah, and you need to PM me that. Uh, I want to experience. Oh that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, movies and shit. Yeah. I know about them. I promise. If you're if you're from our area, if you're from this area, like you know exactly what movie theater I'm. I, I think about. right now, Rob, Robbie, he's just under the trance of Aunt Jemima's spell right now. She's working yeah, her voodoo behind him. Without eight, giving anything eight grand away, for a bottle. it's the one by the mall. I, that that means nothing to me. It's I don't the very first place I ever the, saw a sign that banned Heelys. Banned Heelys. Heelys. I want to get oh, Heelys, dude. I fucking love Jesus. Wow. They're making a comeback. <laughs> oh. God, this has been such a fucking fun episode. I'm yeah. so I'm so glad we got to have you on, bro. Yeah, dude, I am so humbled and honored and pleased, and I'd, I'd love to return if you guys ever have any time in the future. Or Absolutely. Vice versa on my channel as well, you know? It's always great to have quality people uh, who know what the fudge they're talking about, and they're fun to talk to as well. They're not like, 
Oh, well, you know, my, my, my feelings and my thoughts on this are... What? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Well, we appreciate having you. Absolutely. We will have oh, yeah, all, of, uh, all of DJ's info, um, socials, and uh, the link to his YouTube channel down in the episode description. Yeah. Um, this has been an awesome experience. So this Excellent. is this is actually my first time being on on the show where we had a guest. Yeah. Last time we had a guest, I was sick as hell and could not come on the show. Um, so this has been a super awesome experience for me. Well, uh, hey, props to you. You've I've got your diversity check mark somebody. off here for having uh, the first black coon on on the show. Fuck so. it, eh? <laughs> he can say it. He can say it. Dang it. <laughs> and now we have to censor the whole episode. Now it's just going to be like, hey, Leftovers at Midnight, episode 25. We got DJ. <laughs> that's, that's what we got. DJ, tell everybody so, uh, where they can find you. Oh, yes, sure. You can find me uh, on YouTube. It's youtube.com. Don't type in duh. Uh, backslash MoviePop. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at RealMoviePop. Um, on Instagram at MoviePopOfficial. And then my website, www.georgew.moviepop.org. Uh, no George W. included, please. <laughs> .org? How do you get a .org? He's an organization. You buy it? I'm pretty really? sure it's .org. I thought a .org basically just implied that it was non-for-profit. No. Pop? You can no, buy no. any type of domain extension you want. Except .gov. I did not right? know that. If you get moviepop.gov, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Leftovers at midnight.gov. <laughs> right? <laughs> Brought to you by the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have uh, we'll have all your links. In the I just realized I need below. to pay my bill because apparently my website's not um, up right now. That's, oh, that's embarrassing. I know that feeling, dude. My band's website has like you know lapsed a couple of times because we haven't done anything <laughs> in the last year over COVID times. Uh, what's it say oh, here on this man. business card? Yeah, moviepop.org. Okay. Super official. Hell that's yeah! It. Fuck yeah! There are <laughs> Hell yeah! Damn, son. Damn. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? That's the white oh, people version of it. Vistaprint, uh, right? Dang, <laughs> son, where'd you get that? I did get my inspiration going. Oh, just gotta get... Dang it, Bobby. the demon. There we go. <laughs> oh, that burns so good. That that was uh, cocaine, not Adderall. Uh, no, I like a healthy mix of the two. Yeah, and, there you uh, go. I, yeah. prefer, I, pr- I prefer the suppository, Is, but you know. You do work in a pharmacy. Is cocaine... Is cocaine more expensive than Adderall? I love a drug. Oh, nobody, nobody got that joke. Yes, it's it's way more expensive than Adderall. Oh yeah, big I don't time. know. Like I've never, I've never actually yeah. been in a situation like to have bought cocaine. We can talk yeah, about that um, off camera. <laughs> I yeah, just, I've a, never been in that. I was boring. I didn't go to parties in high school at all. You know, so I've never been in that situation. But way um, more expensive but it's a lot are, i mean that's um, entirely reasonable to assume that but i just didn't know i remember when i wanted to switch medications one time i was talking to a friend of mine who's who's a doctor and i was like yeah my dad's on dexedrine she's like don't go to a doctor's office telling them that you want dexedrine they will think that you are trying to sell it <laughs> anyway yeah. all right leftovers at fucking midnight fucking 26 thank you dj for coming on 
Uh, thank you, Tommy, for showing thank up. You. Thank you, Louis AK, for doing a backup recording. Everybody, bye. You're welcome. Thank you, Robbie. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, what he said.